0: Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick.
1: And I'm Julia. And
0: today we're watching Minute 82, which begins with Max following Toe Cutter and Bubba at a distance, and it ends with Max heading into No Man's Land. So we've had a pretty good time these last couple of days. Max... Took out some bikers, he's tailing Toe Cutter and Bubba, there's a lot of movement. Unfortunately, very early on in this minute, probably about only three or four seconds into the minute, the whole thing comes to a grinding halt, literally, because Max is stuck behind a truck that is pulling a giant piece of construction equipment. Yeah. Just narrow road, big truck, stopped. And it is probably the most frustrating minute of this movie because Max is impeded by just the dumbest thing.
1: (laughs) It's, It's interesting because you and I feel differently about this. Yes, we do. I mean, I'm frustrated by the whole thing, too. He he gets slowed down by something dumb that I can certainly put myself in Max's shoes, and I can imagine how frustrated he is, even when I'm not chasing the men who killed my wife. You get stuck behind oh, a slow wife. truck. <laughs> you get frustrated and angry, and you wish you had a siren that you could turn on mm-hmm. and get the person to move over. You... Uh, You seem really frustrated and angry at the truck driver.
0: I am. I am. Who does he think he is? A, taking that road to begin with. That road is really narrow. It's probably not rated... For a vehicle and load of that weight You know he's probably doing damage To the substructure of the road itself Plus you know it's one thing for a police officer To be held up by a truck in this situation What if it was an ambulance You know what if it was a fire truck What if it was something more you know urgent The fact that he's just kind of going up this road I find it terribly irresponsible of the truck driver And then out of nowhere Like a police officer comes up and puts his siren on It's like okay yeah you're carrying a heavy load pull over sirens mean pull over you know respect authority unless he's like some sort of criminal or something like that he should have moved over a lot sooner than he did and then you can't tell me that the a van eventually comes the other direction and passes the the big truck but like sirens are not quiet things Like, that van should have moved over. They both should have gotten out of Max's way because he is representative of the police authority in the area, and they should have respected that.
1: I see it different, (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay. I think that if Max wanted to be able to just sail right on by, which is what you want for Max, Mm -hmm. he should have put his sirens on way ahead of time because... A truck like that is hard to maneuver, especially going as slow as he is. It's going to take him some time to simply do the motions of pulling over to the side, where he didn't have a lot of maneuvering room anyways. So I agree that he was slow in pulling over to the side, but I think it's at least partly defensible just based on the size of the vehicle. Now, the van, the oncoming van. Max was... Kind of being a jerk and riding the tail of that construction vehicle, which what was the point of that? Wasn't going to get him to go faster. So the oncoming van could not see Max. He had no idea. And even if he could hear the sirens, when you're out on the road and you hear sirens, if you can't see the car or the ambulance or the fire truck that's making the sirens, you keep going. Like, you look for it, and if you spot it and it's behind you, you pull over. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know where it is, then you just keep going. So he, he, I expect that the van driver could hear the sirens, but could not see where they were coming from. Mm. And so didn't know to pull over. I think that's my defense.
0: Okay. Your defense is noted. Okay. Um, I see wisdom in it. I'm not willing to, at this point, accept it. Okay. Into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: okay, that is fair.
0: Um, but I am acknowledging it that it is reasonable.
1: I appreciate that you listened to my argument. Yes.
0: We are, we are going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I still believe that, you know, the truck's inability to maneuver quickly is not Max's problem. You know, I, I, I still have the inkling. That that road should have had a sign on it at one end that said, you know, no vehicles Uh, over over X amount of tons.
1: Right, which in New England, we see those all the time.
0: Yeah, because there are roads out there that are just not rated.
1: can't handle that size. (laughs) But on the other hand, you know, we drive on back roads a lot. Right. And I was stuck behind a semi the other day on some back road that I'm like, what... Where are you going?
0: Yeah, what...
1: I think you were with me.
0: Yeah, yeah probably.
1: Probably. I'm like, where, where are you going that you couldn't get there by a highway? You belong on the highway. You are built for the highway. Yeah. Why are you on a tertiary road? Not even a secondary road. And I, the conclusion that we drew at the time that we saw this semi was that the driver probably lived somewhere around Mm -hmm. there. And the conclusion that I drew from this scene is that the construction equipment was needed somewhere around there. And uh, about the, the rating of the road, sometimes it doesn't matter, especially in a society that is not top notch. Yeah. Like this one. Although I do agree that cinematically the scene sucked.
0: Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating.
1: Yes. And it, Stops the movie in its
0: tracks. Yeah.
1: You you said earlier we've had some action, some excitement,
0: some tension build up, and yes, then this just, and
1: then nothing. It just for a good portion of this minute, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I see why it's there. It sets up what happens next, mm-hmm. but there are other ways to set that up.
0: Yeah, like Bubba and Toe Cutter. They just sail around the truck. They just go to either side, they fly up, and then they're gone. Yeah. And it's frustrating to see that because Max has put in a lot of effort to find these guys. Yeah,
1: he exercised a lot of cleverness, a lot of strategy. Yeah. And he's done a lot of work to set things up just right.
0: And because of the dumbest little thing, now they're just gone.
1: It's right. It was all undone by this truck.
0: Yeah. I think that's another reason why I find this so frustrating. However, it does present the opportunity to really wonder about Bubba and Toe Cutter's plan. We mentioned this yesterday, the idea that Johnny spoke to one or both of them on the phone and that they could be going to meet him somewhere specific. And I have to wonder, at this point, where Max is following so close behind them and is pretty quick to turn on his siren after Bubba and Toe Cutter have gone around the truck... They probably hear the siren come on, so then that's the confirmation they need to see that, yes, this is the guy that's been tailing them. Yep. This is the guy that took out the other lieutenants. They're able to, you know, realize that now. So I have to wonder, is this the point where Toe Cutter puts together a plan to trap him? Or do they come up with this plan later on once they meet up with Johnny? Because Johnny does end up being a part of the plan. He's kind of the carrot on the end of the stick so to speak right i i get the impression that toe cutter is leading max that as much as max was being clever in tracking them down i think toe cutter and bubba wanted to be found i feel like the trap that max is about to walk into was premeditated for sure before this point i think the fact that they were able to get away from him to set it up is just icing on the cake
1: so you think this was the plan the whole time, since they left the mechanic shop? I
0: think since so. Since
1: they got off the phone with Johnny, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to meet you here, and this guy's probably going to follow us because we know that he's been in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we know what he's driving. We know he's around somewhere. We're going to lure him to this spot where we're going to meet you and do this and that. I like that idea. It seems more clever yeah. Um, I, I do think the Toe Cutter and the gang are clever. I don't think they would have made it this far without being clever.
0: Yeah. I mean, we even the lieutenants are clever. We saw that in the gas stealing scene. Yes. They they have the street smarts. They have the physical ability, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so after after Max passes the truck, he kind of enters a new area, mm-hmm. a new scene. And camera pulls back a little bit and we're shown a couple of signs. Bottom one is a skull and crossbones, and the top one says stop prohibited area.
0: Yep, which I kind of see as, like, this is a sort of no man's land.
1: I wonder if this is, if this kind of marks the extent of... The coverage of the MFP.
0: That would make sense. If
1: beyond this area, they don't have any power mm-hmm. anymore. There is no law beyond this point. And we've wondered a couple of times how far the MFP extends.
0: Right. <laughs> we've had and heated discussions about that.
1: Yes. And I think this is a point where it no longer extends.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: It doesn't fall under anybody's jurisdiction. Hmm, That's interesting. I mean, thinking about our area and our landscape, in New England, you can't really get so far away from civilization that there's not at least some local sheriff's office nearby-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can get you can get out in the middle of nowhere, but even out in the middle of nowhere has sheriff stations. Yeah, you're
0: still in a town. Right. Or within the boundaries of a settlement, so to speak. <laughs>
1: right. There are places, I think, like upstate Maine, Mm -hmm. where the towns are no longer named. They're numbered. Yeah. (laughs) And that kind of strikes me as the type of area that we're looking at here where-
0: We're just going into wilderness. We're
1: just going into wilderness. Yeah. And I think in other parts of the country that are more wide open places, you know, Texas, Wyoming. (laughs) Nevada. Yeah. uh, They probably have more places like that. Uh, But they're kind of hard to find in New England. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Everything's all on top of each other. I feel like um, the folks over at Lord of the Rings minute would probably have a good point of view on that type of thing because they're up in up in Maine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we ever have them on, we'll have to ask them about it.
1: Yeah. But. Um. And I wonder about the skull and crossbones tag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I call it a tag. I wonder if it is a tag by some other gang or some other organization, or is it just, you know, a symbol for danger or death? Mm. Like we use it today
0: yeah because it's not the first time we've seen this symbol
1: no now i didn't go back and look and see if it's stylized in the same way as the one we saw way back in the beginning of the movie we probably should do that
0: it's upside down in the original.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not the same style. Like this this one has a lower jaw. That one does not. The The later one does not have a lower jaw. And the earlier one has the the crossbones like underneath. While in the later minute one, the crossbones are behind the head. So they're not the same tag. No. I'm a little bit disappointed. I, I wanted them to be the tag of a rival gang. Mm-hmm. Just for the interest. So I think they're just using it as a symbol that there is danger and death beyond this point.
0: Yeah, I think the use of the skull of crossbones on the sign and back in minute two printed on the road, I think those are definitely more municipal warnings. Mm -hmm. Not so much vigilante gang, whatever type markings. Yes. I like the idea that it's the, the limit of coverage, so to speak. Yeah. The idea that beyond here, you're on your own.
1: I like that we're going beyond this line. Once you get beyond this line, things can get more interesting. There are stories to tell about being out in the wilderness. There's many, many stories in many different cultures about what happens in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And a good example of that is the next three movies. You know, this metaphorical line that we are crossing right here and beyond that line are all these interesting stories that we're going to hear about and we're going to get to see in the next three movies. Mm. So this whole movie has been about this metaphorical line. And now we are crossing it and we're going out to the wilderness.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because not only is Max going across a physical line, a metaphorical line into a metaphorical wilderness, but he's crossing a professional and emotional line in that he is stepping outside of the law... To hunt people down. And yes he's been doing that for the last couple of minutes or so. But this is definitely him going into prohibited areas. He is going in determined to eliminate people. Before the week is out. He is going to straight up kill one of the gang members. By the beginning of next week. He's going to directly cause the death of another gang member. And then by the time the week is out. They're all gone.
1: Right. Up till this point, he's just been causing accidents. Uh, we kind of decided that nobody got seriously hurt up to this point. They, they're they put out of commission, at least temporarily, but he hasn't murdered anybody yet. Right. And that is going to change. Uh, is there anything else in this minute that you want to talk about?
0: Well, like we said yesterday, this minute doesn't have a lot of substance to it. No. Like I said, the majority is that Max gets caught behind a truck and then he drives into no man's land. Mm-hmm. It's kind of barren as far as what's going on. So I think we're going to call it. This might just be the shortest episode we've ever done.
1: <laughs> I think so. But we're prepped and ready to go for the minutes coming up. Exactly. And important things happen and we will have so much to say about those things. So,
0: mm. So... Don't Definitely don't judge this week on today's episode because yesterday was good. Tomorrow is going to be much better.
1: Yeah, today was just a bridge to get us... It, set the scene.
0: Yeah. If this minute gives Toe Cutter and Bubba time to set their trap... Right. That trap is getting sprung tomorrow. So <laughs> definitely come back. Although, I gotta say, if you're 82 minutes into this movie and this is the episode that makes you stop listening...
1: Then I just don't know.
0: I, I don't know what I can do. Yep. Yeah. More than we, I've already done.
1: We, we hope by this time that you're hooked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we hope that you will visit our website, which is MadMaxMinute.com. Follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute. Like us on Facebook and join our listeners page, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone.
1: Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 82. We look forward to seeing you for tomorrow, episode 83. Motorbikes and leather men take me to the end of the dream.
0: Hold on tight, don't stop